If you want to know, you have to ask. Find out right here on Ask Simply Mary. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining in on the show today. I have a few things I want to go over, and one of them is copyright infringement. I had a question on Quora about this, and uh, someone wanted to know what's the recourse if someone steals your music and you didn't copyright it yet. Well, I'm here to tell you that there are laws that protect you. You are copyrighted to a point, but you cannot go after someone for infringement until you register that copyright. So you need to prove that this is your material. But what I wanna go over with you is some things that I have pulled up on the internet and I will try to include a link for this in the description of the podcast uh, because this is from Purdue University, but this is the University Copyright Office. So this information is legit and I will have a link for you to check out all the other information involved with this. Uh, But here we go. Okay, so copyright infringement is the act of violating any of a copyright owner's exclusive rights granted by the Federal Copyright Act. There are three elements that must be in place in order for the infringement to occur. Number one, the copyright holder must have a valid copyright. So that means you went to copyright.gov, you paid the fee, you filled in the information, everything is legal. Okay, on to number two. The person who is allegedly infringing must have access to the copyrighted work. That means that you either took them in as a band member and they stole your song because you told them to learn it. (laughs) Or, you know, it could be someone who hacked into a computer, stole it from a cloud because you were passing it back and forth studio to studio before you had a copyright on it. Uh, So, you know, just keep your things protected. Do the right thing. Don't forget to copyright. And on to number three. The duplication of the copyrighted work must be outside the exceptions. Okay, so if you investigate the link that I leave in the description of this podcast episode, uh, the one that's going to take you to learn about the copyrights, you will learn that there are exceptions. And those exceptions involve radio shows, television, making reference, and things like that. So that is a little bit of a read to go over with you here. So we'll leave that for you guys to investigate. And next up, we are going to discuss the legal penalties for copyright infringement. And I'm just going to list them right as they have them on the website. So here we go. Number one, the infringer pays the actual dollar amount of damages and profits. Number two. The law provides a range from $200 to $150,000 for each work infringed. Number three, infringer pays for all attorney fees and court costs. Number four, the court can issue an injunction to stop the infringing acts. Number five, the court can impound the illegal works. Number six, 
the infringer can go to jail. That's right. No matter how big or small, if someone is infringing on a copyright, they can go to jail. So make sure you check out all this information on the link that I am including in the description of the podcast. And we'll be right back with the next part of this podcast where we are going to discuss payola. Right here on Ask Simply Mary. If you want to know, you have to ask. Find out right here on Ask Simply Mary. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to part two of the podcast. And we are going to kick this one off with a question from Cora. Is Is buying buying followers followers on on Instagram Instagram worth worth it if you're trying trying to promote promote your music? This, my friends, is called payola. And Wikipedia has payola in the music industry as the illegal practice of payment or other inducement by record companies for the broadcast of recordings on commercial radio in which the song is presented as being part of the normal day's broadcast without announcing that there has been consideration paid in cash or in kind for its airplay adjacent to the recording's broadcast. Under U.S. law, a radio station can play a specific song in exchange for money, but this must be disclosed on the air as being sponsored airtime. This also goes on to say the term has come to refer to any undisclosed payment made to cast a product in a favorable light, such as obtaining positive reviews. So here we go. Buying Instagram followers, buying Spotify spins, paying for your way to appear that you are doing better than you are is not going to help you. Actually, it's probably going to hurt you more than anything because when people approach you to do things for them or to be involved in projects and whatnot, you won't have the necessary skills to provide what they think they're gonna get. So essentially, you know, pushing your way to the top too soon can actually hurt you really bad. So what we want to do is focus more on getting real followers, real fans, people who really, truly enjoy you and what you're doing. And by doing that, you will get the fans you desire. But you need to stay on top of things and your music just like it's a business, okay? So uh, I know things seem easier when you're seeing all these advertisements out there. Oh, hey, pay for these Spotify spins and I can grow your Instagram and your Twitter and blah, 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 blah. I have been there. I have done that. Um, I only used one service once and that was for Twitter. And I, I mean, yeah, the followers showed up and stuff, but it just was so stupid. And that's when I decided never again will I fall into that because it was a total waste of money. And, you know, they're going to try to talk you into services that you just should not use. Um, But hey, everybody's out there to make a buck and do what they do. So, I mean, it truly is up to you if you want to buy those services. But you're risking having your music taken down. You're risking having pages closed down. Transparency is a big deal today. So you need to be transparent. You need to be real about what you do, who you work with, what you create, um, and do it all with good intentions. And eventually the things will come to you that are meant to come to you from the work you put in it. So um, in this section of the podcast, I just really wanted to point out to you guys, do not go running around 
trying to pay for your followers, your spins, and everything else. Uh, it's not going to work for you. But uh, hey, we're going to wrap up this second part of the podcast. I'm going to be right back with you for the third part of the podcast, which we are going to discuss microphones, the different types, what you use them for, um, and hopefully we can get you started on some studio recording or some podcasting, whatever it is you're interested in doing right there at home, uh, because this podcast is all about DIY musicians and doing it yourself. So uh, I ask you, please support the podcast if you're able to support the podcast. If you're not able to support this podcast monetarily, go ahead, like, share, follow, and you know, simply, if you got something out of this podcast, please, please pay it forward to your friends. I'm going to start linking YouTube and my website blog, so keep your eyes open for that, and I will be right back with you for part three of today's podcast on Ask Simply Mary. If you want to know, you have to ask. Find out right here on Ask Simply Mary. Okay, guys, so we had a question on Cora come up about what's the difference between a condenser and a microphone? And I'll let you know this. There's no difference because a condenser is a type of microphone. And when I was first starting out, I did not know these things. So do not feel stupid with your question because, hey, if you want to know, you have to ask. So here we go. We're going to break down some different types of microphones. I'm going to let you know that I left a podcast uh, supplement on my blog on the website. So you can go ahead and click on these links I mentioned there. I'm going to be referencing some things from a studio that does some online mastering services and they're called Lander and they run a blog and on their blog they are discussing the different microphone types. So basically I wanted to go over four different types of microphones with you guys and they are these. Dynamic Dynamic microphones. microphones. Okay, so dynamic microphones are uh, basically a microphone that is built like a speaker, only in reverse. And so this is coming from the material that I'm gathering information for all of you for. Uh, A dynamic microphone, we own one and we use it for instrument recording. It's a Shure SM57. And that is the most popular and accessible microphone that you can use for a dynamic microphone and they work great in front of speaker cabinets they work great recording instruments um, you can use them for more bassy sounds not so much the trebly ones but there are other kinds of microphones that are dynamic microphones listed on the blog post the next one we're going to talk about large, large diaphragm condenser microphones Okay, so condenser mics work by using a capacitor or a condenser to convert acoustic vibrations into an electrical current. That means they need a power source like 48V phantom power to operate. So if you've ever seen those microphones that say that they require the phantom power, uh, that's what they're talking about there. Um, So if you attempt to use a microphone with phantom power turned on and it shouldn't be, you can risk ruining it. So please pay attention to what you're doing there. Um, They're much more sensitive than dynamic mics or ribbon mics. So the output um, is a louder signal. 
Um, they are great for all different types of sounds. They're usually used for vocals. Um, that's a great one for them. They're ideal. Um, they're ideal for quiet or extremely dynamic sources. So, uh, yeah, vocals. Uh, now, the next type. Small, small diaphragm, diaphragm condensers. condensers. Okay, so small diaphragm condenser mics are also called pencil condensers. They're those smaller, less flashy versions of the large diaphragm condenser mics. And that makes them great for realistic stereo techniques. So usually they're sold in sets of two. Um, particularly effective for creating accurate stereo images of real acoustic spaces. And finally, the last type of microphone, the, the ribbon, ribbon microphone. microphone. Okay, so ribbon mics are prized for their warm vintage tone. And they date back to the earliest days of microphones. Photos from the golden age of broadcasting are filled with presenters speaking into classic ribbon mics. So uh, they're perfect for when you need to tame excessive or harsh high-end sources like guitar amps, drum overheads, or brass. All right, uh, I want you to check out Lander's blog post on these microphones because seriously, they do have more information to give you than what I am giving you. Um, I'm just kind of skimming over, finding the info for you guys, and leaving you some links about it. So I really encourage you to check it out. Uh, that is going to wrap it up for today's podcast. I thank you guys so much for spending the time with me today that you did. You can always support this podcast by calling in a question, visiting the website, liking, sharing, and of course, paying it forward. And don't forget, we have such exciting things coming up. I have planned interviews for artist development as well as wellness. So be on the lookout because 2020 is going to be great. And if I don't get the chance, Merry Christmas, everybody. Have a wonderful, safe holiday. And please, don't drink and drive. Catch me next time right here on Ask Simply Mary.